Hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Games. This is ja Jake. This is Peter. And we would like to thank you for your patronage. Um, thanks to our... Uh, um, thanks to you guys, we have hit <laughs> one listener. We, you know who Woo! you are. Oh, 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 oh. Thanks, listener. Singular. Maybe someday... You know what? I'm going to call it Ke or, uh, Peter. 2028, we are going to have a second listener by then. All right? Wow, that's really ambitious. And of course it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. I, I thought you were going to say Peter. I was ready for it. Why? Who's Peter? You're right. There was no cold open on this episode that mentioned Peter. <laughs> Zero mention. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, it feels like this is the first week in, like, months where we've had, like, a, a bundle of news, you know? Besides the week with the direct, I feel like it's been like a lot of scant weeks and it's been a lot yeah. more about what we've been playing. But like this week, we got some stuff. We got some news. It's exciting. We got some news. Yeah. And you know what? It's um, that. Yeah, that's all I got, actually. OK, you just really <laughs> you just warmed me well, up for something interesting and then you didn't. Well, I was I was just going to say that it's, some of the news in the past few months has been, you know, TV shows, movies, NFTs. It's like a lot of stuff that's like. On the peripheral of gaming, but not necessarily actual gaming news. Yeah. So I feel like this is an exciting week because there is a lot of news. Yeah. And, and only you know a little what? bit of it is movies and acquisition related. Yes. And you know what we're going to start with is the Dead Space remake, <gasps> which was announced uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. It's 2022. Time. We just get to say last year now. It's really nice. Last year. <laughs> <clears throat> Time blends together. Um, reportedly, they want the game to come out in 2023, early 2023, which to me, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel like that makes any sense to me, but, but that's what they say. <clears throat> I think. EA has definitely burned you specifically a whole lot. So I get that that fear. But, you know, maybe maybe there's a chance that EA went into this with like a really smart management style. I'm not saying it's likely, but maybe that's what happened and that and then they actually could hit a late or an early 2023 release. I suppose I would just be more curious about what kind of remake it's going to be. Um, <clears throat> if it's just going to be like a remaster remake or if it's going to be like a full down-to-the-bones remake. I mean, like they seem to be advertising thing. it like a ground-up remake with like the same design structure. But like that doesn't... F I don't know. I think a remaster with like new character models and upgraded textures would have been probably a more efficient use of their resources but maybe we'll be surprised and this remake will have something really special to it. Yeah. I guess we'll know soon. 
I guess we will. Within the year, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Something we will not see within a year is a game from the new studio called Unseen. This studio was just opened by Ikumi Nakamura. You may know her if you watched Bethesda's 2019, 2018, 2019, 2018 E3 conference. It's one of those. Uh, in that one Keanu was at. Keanu wasn't at a Bethesda conference. Oh, no, you're right. But it was it that year? Mm, yeah, I think it was 2019. Then that'd be 2019. Okay, so a few years ago, this lovely Japanese woman was at an E3 conference, a Bethesda E3 conference, to show off her her game that was called Ghostwire Tokyo. Since then, quite a while ago, she left the studio um, to start her own studio. She left Bethesda, which, you know, a lot of people had questions about why, but honestly, here we are. We're at the point where she is showing off her new game or her new studio, I should say. No game announced. And if you saw that conference, you would know that she's an amazingly lovely person. She's adorable and she's charming. And I don't care what her game is. I just want her to succeed. So I don't even know what to say. She's just so cute that I'm like fumbling over my words because she's so fun and cool. (laughs) Like, I just want to be friends with her and hang out. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about what you said at the very like top of the news. Mm-hmm. You said something that we will not see and then I see and then I was going to say is it because it's called unseen? <gasps> that would have been really I'm sorry. I should have stopped talking. I should have sensed your right. joke. It's all right. I won't hold it against you. Thank you. I'm thinking about it though. Okay. Well, then I'll uh I'm be thinking ready. Thinking about holding it against you. Okay. Well, I'll be ready to uh, defend myself if need be. Defend yourself, perhaps, in a Pokemon battle with me? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's fun. Let's do that. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, the next news pertains to Pokemon. Um, according to the official Pokemon website, uh, a paragraph, and I will read it for you. Hit me. Um, implied that the gameplay in Scarlet and Violet would be similar or the same as traditional rather than the Legends Arceus, Arceus, Arceus. (laughs) We have this discussion every time. I just don't know. I just We could just start saying Legends. I think we can cut off the Arceus. Yes. Um, It's not going to be like that. It's going to be more traditional according to the official website in this paragraph, which reads as follows. Various towns blend seamlessly into the wilderness with no borders. You'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies, in the seas, in the forests, on the streets, all over. You'll be able to experience the true joy of the Pokemon series, battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them, now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy. Kelly. Um, I actually don't, I wasn't, I didn't really, I, I, I don't know. I kind of wasn't expecting it to be like legends um so this news didn't surprise me that much but i know that you're disappointed yeah you're smarter than i am i just went in with the hope that they would i guess they can't learn from legends because realistically this game was so deep into development by the time that legends came out that they wouldn't really know what people were going to like and they couldn't really use it yet so it makes sense but also i just loved the catching style especially in like the latter chunk of Legends Arceus that 
the idea of it going back to having to enter battles with Pokemon just to catch them kind of disappoints me a bit. But we'll see. I, I, I think I need to see more of this game. I'm realizing now, even though the reveal was very exciting, that this could be a lot more similar to previous mainline entries than we originally thought. Because just removing like the loading screen between towns and wider routes wouldn't really make it that much different from the base like from the mainline series so i just have to hope that it's genuinely something different and exciting yeah i guess my only caveat would be like if we were to catch pokemon in the same style that we do in in legends it might it might just be too i don't want to say too easy but it might just be too I don't know. I feel mainline Pokemon games are easy enough and they're getting, oh, they're only getting easier. And I sort of feel like maybe with that mechanic, it would make it almost too easy because in Legends, your, your goal is to just catch. And it takes a while. It takes a while because there's a lot of catching that you have to do in different ways. Yeah, I guess you have to catch like many Pokemon to register instead of just one right whereas in mainline pokemon games it's like your goal isn't necessarily catching though that is a part of the journey the goal is to become the champion or whatever so if catching is simplified then it almost makes it too much easier <laughs> i guess yeah Which, i can see that that's my only that's my only thing but honestly i if they did do that style it wouldn't bother me because i do think they need to I I think they need like a I don't know they're never gonna get it but they need a kick in the buns to like I was do gonna, more. Yeah. I I think that this is probably going to be closer to the main lines like closer to Sword and Shield than it was to Legends Arceus, which is fine. I'm disappointed. I think I got overly excited because we are so fresh off Arceus, which I loved when we saw this, and I didn't really look at it as clearly as I maybe should have. But uh, a game that is not stale at all and <laughs> never will be, apparently, is Grand Theft Auto V, the brand new action adventure game. It's brand spanking new. Uh, it came out. When did that come out, Kelly? Uh, it was what? November? 2013? Yeah, November. No yeah. November is right. It was just a bit ago. November of 20. Uh, yeah, like 2021, right? And not 2013? Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Is it old, Kelly? It's uh, it's about nine years old. Yeah, is it almost, is it coming up on its 10th anniversary pretty soon? Yeah, I'd say so. Fun. <laughs> There's a version of the game coming to PlayStation 5 and Series X. We have talked about this a bit, but now we know that it is coming out, uh, at a price of $40 with no free upgrade. So if you have it for PlayStation 4, you don't get a free upgrade. They are reducing the price on launch to seven or to $10 on PlayStation and then $20 on Xbox. I just don't know what to say. It's ridiculous that there's no free upgrade. People bought this thing on PlayStation 3 and then they bought it on PlayStation 4 so they could play it more and there was no free upgrade because, you know, there weren't backwards compatible. Please give people the free upgrade. 
the, the fact that somebody could have paid, spent 60 on this and then again 60 on this and now another 40 on this is insane to me. And that's just the base game and who knows how much these same people have spent on microtransactions and Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. I hate reporting on GTA 5. I hate doing it. It's getting really exhausting. It's dumb. This game's old. Let it die. Make GTA 6. <laughs> I mean, they are, but like... Stop, stop releasing GTA 5. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll just have to rise above that. Oh, interesting that you should say that. Because there's going to be a Monster Hunter presentation next week. <gasps> on the 15th of March. A total um, accident. A completely unremarkable date in every other way. But, <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a Monster Hunter presentation on the 15th of March. About what? Maybe an expansion? <gasps> Maybe a new game? Maybe monsters in real life? <gasps> I hope so. Time will only tell. Are you getting the Sunbreak DLC, do you think? No! Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I just, I don't know. It's a big commitment, and there's a lot going on already Yeah. that I want to be playing. So it's, I don't think I need to do that. Does this presentation happen on a day of any importance? Nope. No importance? March 15th. Oh, you know, Julius Caesar was stabbed on March 15th. Beware the Ides of March. Um, It's a Tuesday. Okay. It's exactly one month from tax day, April 15th. Um, you know a lot of things about this day. Why is that so strange, uh, Kelly? I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those days. Um. It's two days before St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And you know what? Some people had their um, original due date to be born on St. Patrick's Day, but then they were born two days before on the 15th. Oh. Do you know any of those people? Uh, Yeah, I do, actually. Is it Peter? It's me! Oh, I thought it was <laughs> I really, you know, I can't cut that out. That has to stay. Whatever that was, yeah. I'm, the audience will hear it. That was me celebrating my birthday. I hope that you get lots of well wishes. And I hope Thank that you. Monster Hunter puts you in the game because it's your birthday. Oh my gosh. They should. I'll call them up. Thank I'll you. see if they could do that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and hopefully you're not doing any insider training. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll have to check. <laughs> you don't know if you're doing insider <laughs> trading? Um, no, I do know, and I am not. So uh, a man named Barry Diller and another man named David, David Geffen. I don't know these people. They, are, <laughs> they don't have anything to do with video games directly. Uh, they, can, they bought a large sum of Activision stock directly before it spiked into the air. After Microsoft acquired it, and now they're under investigation for insider trading. This is very, like, this is technically video games, but this is money. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so, kind of funny, not to get political. Do it. But it's kind of funny how rule, different rules apply for different people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a like lot of discussion of... A lot of discussion Ooh. of stock buying these days, isn't there? Yes, yes. Um, people in the U.S. government 
you know, the people who write laws and stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. I don't know what else to say. Kelly, say, some, <laughs> say something positive political. Say something that makes people call us SJWs. Um, um, come on, come on, come on. Everyone should have equal rights. Oh, we're going to get in trouble. Except for my cat. Oh. She should not be allowed to have any rights because of the havoc that she's wreaking on my desk right now. Oh, well, you know, she wants to be part of the podcast. She really does. My cat is not allowed in our podcast because he's too loud. So, and She used to be not allowed, but she starts to get really upset at the door if I don't let her in. So That's why I have two doors between me and my cat while I record. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have to separate us by two doors. Uh, but he's named after a video game character, so it makes sense that he's angry. He's like, why, if I get named that, do I not get to be part of it? That's true. I would also be offended. No. I mean, I'll just buy a new one on Amazon if he's that upset. <laughs> See, my transition was I was going to ask if your cat was going to be starring in any television shows lately. <laughs> Both are good. Yeah, I think yours might have been better. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to tell. Apparently... A new God of War series, not a game, a television series, is in development reportedly at Amazon Studios. <gasps> wow, so exciting. Wow. wow. Are, are you excited? No. Oh. I'm really not. I don't think it's... The last God of War game was such a movie in its cinematic design that I feel like it's one of the most redundant things to turn into a movie. And also, I mean, God of War has like this, this storied history of being like insanely violent and like disgusting and insane and like maybe a little misogynistic. And then they kind of just turned it around in 2018 and they're like, no, this this is a deep franchise. And I'm like, is the series just going to ignore that past then and pretend it's always been this like deep franchise with no issues? Yeah, I I know. I guess my thinking is like, I just don't trust, I don't know. I, I don't trust a lot of these studios because you see what they're putting out and it's like, it looks really cheap. Yeah. Like the Halo series looks very cheap. That The new Lord of the Rings series, which isn't video game, but it is Amazon. It looks pretty cheap. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just worry. The only one that has not looked cheap to me is the last of us and that's just because we've seen like two screenshots yeah <laughs> and also it's hbo so hbo has a lot of money looks like a still um, it's a still image it's like well of course they're gonna make that look nice even that might be who knows right so i don't know i just feel like a game that's as as visually rich as god of war and like you said has a very storied history i don't i don't foresee that translating very well into a a non-interactive medium especially because it's like well, what are they going to do? Are they going to do like the original? Because that's sort of more of a more bombastic, a lot more like exaggerated. Or are they going to do the re the revamp, which is data for a lot? Yeah. You know, a lot more grounded and maybe having a deeper story, but sort of ignoring its roots of like, like you said, sort of like very violent and, and, mis and misogynistic and. Just like, this is a dude's game. Na, 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 na. You know what I mean? Like, press I think, this button yeah. to do this. <laughs> na, 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 na. You know, it's <laughs> like, the game has moved very far away from that, but 
Which I think is okay. Like, I think it's okay for a game to grow and kind of, like, accept that its roots are not great, you know? Accept that it has had some some maybe questionable decisions in the past, but now it's able to be something more. But I almost feel like an adaptation shouldn't happen for that reason. Because if you're adapting the new one, it's like, well, that's already feels like an adaptation of the original. Yeah. God of War 2018 already kind of feels like an adaptation of the original franchise. Like, I don't think we need a series. And also this means that Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock, Mr. Johnson, will probably not be playing him. Yeah. Because that was a lot of the speculation when he was like, I'm going to be in a movie. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to be God of War. But now that we know it's a series, it's like, oh, he's talking about something else. You know, maybe he's obfuscating the truth maybe. when he said movie. Or but also, he's the Doomslayer. That's again. That's true. But also, I saw a video of him on Twitter, <gasps> and he had just gotten done with a workout, and his head was steaming, and it was very funny. That is funny. You did talk about that last time because that's all you. <laughs> I, did. I, I promise did. you, you brought up the steaming head last time. Um, maybe it's funny, it, and that's why I can't. It not is funny. Think about it. I just like that every time Mr. Johnson gets brought up, you're like steaming head, steaming head, steaming head, steaming head. I cannot help myself. You're just going to have to, you know, it's going to be the end for you, Kelly. It's Kelly's <laughs> Kelly's fall. Or oh. or your nickname, Babylon. Your nickname's Babylon, right? Yeah, everybody calls me that. Babylon's fall would be, oh, wait, that's that's a video game. <gasps> Babylon's fall is a video game by no Square Enix and by Platinum. Oh, oh, this is a game that uh, Andrew was very excited for, right? A game that Andrew was very excited for three years ago when it was shown off for the first time. And one that I'm sure in the three years since its initial reveal did not go downhill or change drastically at all. Yeah. Babylon's Fall is an action game that used to be a single player action game made by Platinum that got transitioned into a live service multiplayer model. And it came out last week to uh, some kind of fanfare. What would you define this fanfare as, Kelly? A very muted. Yeah, like sad fanfare. <laughs> like the trumpets from The Price is Right when you get an answer wrong. And they're like... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It has an average critic review score of uh, 43 out of 100. Oof. So absolute bottom of the barrel. And there's really not a lot to say. I just really cannot describe how disappointed I am because this initial reveal trailer from three years ago was really something cool. I was super pumped for this and I trusted Platinum and it probably was a good game that they transitioned to live service and just now it's blowing up in their face uh, yeah. when it came out. It came out, you know, alongside <clears throat> much anticipated Elden Ring. Elden Ring was like one of the most highly concurrently played games on steam ever had close to a million people playing all at one time uh babylon's fall had uh 663 people playing it <laughs> on launch <laughs> i heard when that's i heard so that bad. yeah that's not i can't even fathom how bad 600 and some change people playing your game your very expensive game on launch like, that's such a failure. But yeah, hopefully that's... Square Enix will finally learn this is their third attempt. They did Avengers, which, like, sold okay because it was Marvel, but ultimately did not do well. And then they did 
uh, Outriders, which was even worse. And now they did this, which is by far the worst yet. So. It has such cool art, too. That's what I hate, is when I look at the art for this game and I'm like, oh, this could have been something amazing. I know. There was a lot of potential. Just thrown away. Totally tossed in the trash. Absolutely. I mean, I don't but, even know what uh, else to say. It's just sad. Yeah. So, Nintendo has announced that they are going to be delaying indefinitely. Well, that actually sounds worse than it is. But they're delaying Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2. Um, just because of real world events going on right now that you probably know about. Um, but just because the game is very... Uh, I mean, it's called Advance Wars. Yeah. So they're deciding to postpone the release date, um, and they'll be announcing a new one relatively soon. Um, this was news that I heard on, like, Tuesday, so I actually am not sure if they have announced a new one yet. No, not yet. No? I'm assuming it'll be a, a good few weeks, probably. Yeah, I think... <sighs> I'd be surprised if they let the original release date come and go before announcing a new one. Like, I bet by early April we'll know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I respect we'll the decision see. a lot. Yeah. It's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Um, it's like, when is a good time? You know? Because it's... it's yeah, it's going to be going on in, in Ukraine is probably going to be going on for quite a while. So, I mean, I it, just wonder when it becomes acceptable to release this game. It kind of reminds me of The Last of Us Part Two, where they delayed that game because they were like, we feel really weird releasing a game about a pandemic right as a pandemic begins. And then everybody was like, well, I guess we respect that. And then the new release date was like two weeks later. And then some like internal reports came out later that were like, oh, they just did it because they looked at the calendar and they were like, oh, we could make more money if we sold it two weeks later. And everybody's like, oh, so you're just bullcrapping and using it. But this actually feels like, like, I do not think Nintendo is doing this to make more money. I think yeah. this is legitimately just a conscious decision to, you know, keep people's minds in the right place and not not bring undue hurt just for a goofy video game. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, you probably know this, but maybe some listeners don't. But do you know when the first um, Advance Wars game came out on Game Boy Advance? In the in North America, uh, I don't know, nine eleven, September tenth, two thousand one. Oh my goodness, that's insane. <laughs> so, maybe not the best. Um, They're not good at timing these things. Yeah, maybe not the best timing. I bet they really wish they hit that December window right now. Yeah, but oh god, <laughs> oh my god, that's insane. Oh. September tenth. Yep. This is, well, again, I'm glad they made this decision. It's better than, mm. you know, releasing this game and then having it become associated with this. And again, it is a fun cartoon tactics game. It shouldn't bring undue hurt, and it might if it comes out at this point. Right. Um, another game that got delayed, no relation to any world events, simply needs more time in the oven, is Forspoken. Uh, this is Square Enix's new third-person action game. It was originally su supposed to come out in May, and now it is October 11th, so a hefty delay. I was very disappointed to hear about this. 
Delays are good ultimately because if a game needs more time, it needs more time. But this game felt really soon and I was looking forward to playing it. And now it's kind of not soon. Like I just, it just instantly left my radar of like upcoming games because I can't even fathom October right now in my tiny little pea brain. Yeah, I feel like hopefully maybe they'll improve the the animation, the faces, you know, the animations yeah. of people. Because, <laughs> but we'll see. They showed new gameplay both at a um, a PlayStation event that we'll discuss in a minute, and also they released some stuff with Game Informer, and it's looking better and better every time we see it. The facial animations always look kind of funky, but the gameplay keeps looking better, and ultimately I think that's the most important part. Like, the way that the character moves around, and as we know, I am very sultry for movement mechanics. Uh, very top of the line, and I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Are you just going to let let that one slide, my use of that word? Yeah. Okay, just make it true. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, like I said, though, they showed that a new trailer for that in a PlayStation State of Play, which was announced and released between episodes of this podcast uh it said that it was going to be focused mostly on japanese games it was it was it was really good guys so the short of it is that this playstation state of play did not announce a single playstation 5 game it announced <laughs> uh every game it announced was either multi-platform or PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. <sighs> and well, let's just get into it, Kelly. How'd it, how'd it go? You, you gotta laugh. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> or you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> well, you do both. Um, so big, fun, exciting news for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fans. I know you're out there. Doing your poses and stuff. <laughs> your scary looking dog. Um, there's going to be a new JoJo game. Fighting game. Not just a game, a fighting game. And it'll be coming out this fall on all platforms. That's right. This fall. 2022, baby. That's like tomorrow. It's not quite spring. That's coming to everything, too. That was one thing that I thought was cool. Yeah. It's coming to like Switch and PC and PlayStation because it doesn't look doesn't look super technically demanding, but I really like the art style. Do you agree? Yes. I think it's really inspired and like reminds I've only seen some of the anime, so I cannot be called a true fan and I apologize for that. Well, it's hard to be a true fan. There's like a, a bajillion different things that you have to watch and read. Well, yeah. And understand. I watched There's fashion shows you have to watch to understand. That's that's like the level. Yeah, I'll just on. stick to my Kingdom Hearts. I don't need this in addition. But the the game looks fantastic. I think it's really cool visually. And 50, 50, excuse me, 50 playable characters is really cool. That's a lot of characters. So I yeah. hope JoJo and uh, fighting game fans are both very excited for this. Uh, Kelly, Capcom is... <laughs> what? What do you got against Capcom? I just want to know. Okay. Yeah? I'm done. So Capcom has this really uh, classic franchise. It, it started on the PlayStation 1. It's called Dino Crisis. I don't know if you know about it. It's about dinosaurs. It's kind of like a survival horror game. I've heard uh, of it. And then during this conference, Capcom started showing a new game 
uh, dinosaur-centered, and it's not Dino Crisis. It's it's called Exoprimal. Really great name, great title. It is a multiplayer game where you are fighting against hordes of dinosaurs. It kind of looks like a warrior-style game. Um, it has more realistic visuals, though. You're in, like, robotic suits. I'm going to be honest. I think, I think it looks fun. But when trailers like this start with, like, multiplayer focus, I get weary right away. Because if a game is showed, shown off immediately with multiplayer, I'm like, okay, well, I don't trust you to focus on the single player properly then. But I think it was also strange that it's coming out next year, 2023, and it is on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. It's... Woo! <sighs> Last year, we were making comments about like, oh, it stinks that games coming out in 2022 were being multi-platform. We just got our first one of the first major 2023 announcements and it's a PlayStation 4 game. Yeah. So, I had mixed feelings. I think it could have been cool if they took if it was single player first and PlayStation 5 exclusive and it was literally just like a warriors game but with guns and dinosaurs, I'd probably be super on board. But there were a couple things that just set me off and it's called Exoprimal, which I just don't like. Yeah, it's it's kind of um it reminds me of this game that I used to play when I was little on the school computers. It was like a dino you were playing as like a dinosaur. Um Do you, do you remember <laughs> what it was called? No, but it I think it had Primal in the name. Primal Instinct. I just made that up. Is that the name? No. Oh, okay. I just made that face to make you feel better. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Are there any games that maybe could make me feel better? Um, Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. You can continue if you want. It's not Dino Field Chronicle. <laughs> it's Dio Field? Dio Field? Dio Field Chronicle? I'd go with Dio because Dio's from JoJo. Okay. I was in the same thing, so. Square announced a new tact a new tactics game, a new tactics RPG. Um set to release this year on all platforms um it looks a lot like uh perhaps fire emblem a game that we all know and love um just based on style it looks a little bit different but it actually looks very similar i thought so. it was going to be a final fantasy tactics reboot which would have made I, a lot see, of sense <laughs> yeah see i've never played final fantasy tactics i don't know what it looks like the the title alone looks like Final Fantasy. Um, maybe this is like their like try at it, and then if this does well, they'll do Final Fantasy Tactics remake. Maybe I just feel like tactics games are kind of there's a lot going on tactically right now. Like they just Square just released Triangle Strategy a few days ago. And now they're announcing a new strategy game. I will say the one thing that got me was like I really. I'm intrigued by the art style because like this trailer almost showed like six different art styles between like battles and cutscenes and like overworld. So I think that's really interesting to me. That's what gets me the most. Yeah. It looks it does, very yeah. polished. It does. It looks nice. Um, another one that was 
weird to me though because it was multi-platform and i'm like well, why is this a playstation showcase cap like this was the second to last thing and they made a very big deal about this um the other thing that they so they they capped off the show and they were like okay before we close out the show we have two more new square enix games to show which is a horrible way to set something up because you know if it's not final fantasy realistically or like kingdom hearts you're gonna disappoint people because that's a show ender um but the last game that they showed was a new action game called Valkyrie Elysium. This one is actually PlayStation exclusive, but just PlayStation 4 and 5. So no, again, no PS5 exclusives. I think it's, um, it looks, uh, okay. it looks okay. okay. It's a little ugly. <laughs> it's like, that was the thing that got me. Like I, there were some shots where I was like, oh, this is really pretty. And then there were other shots where I was like, this is a little bit hideous. It's weird. I don't like the dark outlines of the characters. It it looks bad. It looks really bad because that makes sense on like low poly kind of comic booky manga style characters, but these are like pretty realistic models with yeah. like really heavy lines. And there were yeah. there were some shots that looked really nice and then some shots that looked like very PlayStation like three like late playstation three and i'm confused this was not a show ender at all no. i don't no. i know we're spoiled by directs the last direct was really well paced and it was just an entertaining show altogether but my goodness playstation like just pay some developers to, to show off some cool stuff if you don't have anything yeah i guess um this is a you might have said this. This is like an old franchise of theirs. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to make any statements about its return. But I don't think it's big enough to make this big a deal. Is the series Valkyrie Profile? Yes. Yeah, I have no familiarity with this game. Yeah. It looks like there's. this is the fifth entry. And it's been mostly dormant since 2008. So. Jeez. Well, that's exciting for fans of the series. I suppose. All 12 of them. I was going to say, I don't know if it's exciting for them. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> like, if I have a franchise I want to come back and it comes back looking like this, I'd be like, no, go home. I don't go want home. you back. Give it a, give it a, give it another couple weeks. Yeah. But. Cook a little bit more. This show, Kelly, it left me even more weary of PlayStation's next year because right now, Horizon just came out. Theoretically, God of War comes out this year, and that's all they have. And yeah. then next year, they have Spider-Man. And right now, it's just like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? What are you releasing that is actually interesting and exclusive? And maybe yeah. they just don't have to because, you know, PlayStation 5s are selling out the second they make them regardless. Or maybe they're like holding out and they're going to do like a bombshell year, maybe a year or two from now, once everybody kind of can get PlayStation 5s. But I find that hard to believe. Yeah. I just feel like maybe they don't think that there's a good return on investment of doing PlayStation 5 exclusives right now. 
because like you said, not it's they're just they're still not accessible. Yeah. So but they just so, don't think they're gonna make enough money off of these PlayStation Five games. So they're like, we'll just wait until more people have the console. Yeah. And for like multi platform games or like third party games, I get that. Like this Exo Primal, a little annoyed, but I get it. But first party stuff is where it gets like they're putting no faith in this console. Even if it is an economic decision, it, it just feels like a lack of faith. So mm-hmm. the next year is going to be very telling. If they don't kind of get it together and show us what the future looks like by the end of this year, which is approaching much faster than I'd like it to, they're in serious trouble. Yeah. So, but that showcase was terrible, just to put it out there. It was a really boring 20 minutes. And there were a couple other smaller things that we decided weren't, there was nothing we could possibly even say about them. <laughs> like there was like a Gundam deathmatch game, which would be really cool, except it, you're all Gundams. So you just look like regular size people because <laughs> there's like no size references for you being large. I'm like, oh, so it's just kind of a generic Overwatch looking game. Yeah. Oh, well, to each their own. If you want a good game show go watch a direct don't watch this or just play a game yeah or just play a video game that's probably it's going to be a lot more entertaining than the 20 minutes that this was yeah did you play anything this week kelly i played smelled and ring what i misheard that as like smelled and ring and i was like that's what i said oh because it's smelly yeah i played smelled and ring (laughs) can i give a little behind the scenes joke not joke, but insight. Yes. So we have these sheets for every week of the podcast so we can keep track of, you know, what we're going to talk about, what news is. And uh, usually I very deliberately will beat Kelly to the sheet for the first time in the week so that I can make a joke about her being stinky. And it always gets, it's funny. And I like, I feel like I got her pretty good. But this week, Kelly beat me to it. And she also wrote, Andrew is stinky. This is factual and true. So she made it impossible for me to argue about this. So I'd like to give Kelly a round of applause silently because, oh, well, Kelly's giving herself a round of applause. I'm just, I'm just very proud of you, Kelly. Thank you. So anyway, do you, do you still like Elden Ring? I do. I do. I'm probably about eight hours in now. Um... I haven't had a lot of opportunity to play mm-hmm. because life is a little bit crazy right now. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I am doing a lot of exploring. I'm discovering that something I really, really enjoy about the game is that if you're stuck at a point, and I know we talked about this, but if you're stuck at a point, you can just sort of walk away yeah, and come, and come back to it, which is really nice. I got stuck on the first, like, story boss quote unquote for a very long time um and then i read online and it was like i was way under leveled and i was not exploring enough so i explored for like four hours and then i came back to it and i was able to beat him eventually but um i'm still really enjoying it i really i just i love the design of the world um i feel like the design of these games is always so amazing to me um, very detailed and intricate and I feel like that's not appreciated enough because people are always just like game hard 
<laughs> game too hard. It's like, yes, it's difficult, but there's there's so many other aspects of the game that just don't get enough appreciation because of that. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I really like my character. I like the build that I chose. I chose Astrologer, which Ooh. is a sort of your standard magic caster. Uh-huh. Um, I'm really enjoying that. I feel like the game is a lot more um, open to make you want to use magic than previous Souls games were. Yeah. So I am enjoying it. I'm feeling a little bit nostalgic for Bloodborne <laughs> because I love <laughs> Bloodborne. Um, and I wish that I could explore the world of that game to this extent. And maybe um, someday. Yeah, maybe someday now that they're done with Elden Ring. But anyway, I'm having a great time enjoying I'm, myself. I am so glad to hear that. Thank you. How are you feeling about it now? Uh, Really good. So uh, to be honest, I have a little bit of negativity right now. Um, this is my last note, but I'll just go ahead and put it out there so it's clear. I just finished a late game boss that was very bad. Um, it was just poorly designed. It was a, a set of two bosses who I had actually fought earlier in the game. And those bosses were really well designed and really fair and really cool. And I loved them. And then late in the game the two of them get stuck together in a room and they share a health bar and they can respawn each other if you don't reduce their health bar completely. And it's basically like their, their attack patterns are not built in a way where they give you any, like any sense of taking a breath because they are constantly both just doing their own attack patterns. And it's impossible to like completely understand both at once. I did beat it. It took multiple hours, probably like three to four hours, and I didn't enjoy it. I beat it, and I like was shaking a little bit because it was a very slow attempt because I was like doing very well and didn't want to blow it, and I didn't feel good. <laughs> it was the only boss in the game where I wasn't like, yes, I beat it, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm done. Um, so that hurt quite a bit, and it did leave a little bit of a stain on my opinion for like a day. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like considering how hard I've been binging this game, a day was a long time. And then like right after that, I got to another story boss and I loved it. It was, it took a long time. It was similarly difficult, but it was so fair and fun to learn its patterns that I was genuinely having a great time, regardless if, if, if I was winning or losing. And that has been my trend for like this whole game is I feel like I'm genuinely enjoying the mechanics, even if the game is beating me into the ground mercilessly. And that's really impressive. I don't even fully understand this game. I am stinky and bad at it, but I'm still having a great time. There's a lot of late game uh, events and fights that carry a lot of like emotional weight. I don't fully understand the story of this game because it's very background, but I feel I understand most of the character relations. So they're really able to... to to hit you pretty hard with that kind of stuff. Uh, I later in the game started changing my focus for where I was putting my stats as I leveled up. And I found a weapon that was uh, bleed and frost, which is two different things you can do where like, as you hit characters, they build up a frost or a bleed meter. And when it hits full, 
they'll take like a critical hit where they take a bunch of damage. And now I have a weapon that has both those things and it's very fun. Uh, you can't see those meters. So you kind of have to just understand and intuit what's going on. And also it's still like a hard game. Doesn't make it easy. Uh, but it feels good when you get one good whack in on a boss, you know? Uh, and also late in the game, I got really mainlined into the story. It didn't force me to, just to be clear. It at most points left me with the option to leave and go do as much exploring as I wanted. But as I got late, it just kept presenting new story developments and it was a lot more linear. And I was inclined to just continue as I went. And now I'm just so invested in that story and in seeing everything that I am just playing till I finish. I am very likely done with the open world part. I explored a giant chunk of it. I know I missed some stuff, but I explored a lot of it. Uh, I'm actually on the final boss currently. It's not going well. <laughs> I'm prepared. It's just very difficult. Uh, and I don't want to over prepare because I kind of want the last fight to hurt in a good way. Because if you over-prepare, there are ways to make this game quite easy. You are able to over-level. You are able to get weapons that are are very much stacked to your advantage. Um, and I'm just really feeling this game. I really like it. I'm looking forward to finishing it. And realistically, my thoughts will not have changed next week unless the ending is so incredibly impactful that I have to change my opinion and I feel like I am allowed to say this now because I've beaten every main story boss except one I think this game should have an easy mode <gasps> and I don't even know if I would have played on easy mode if the option was there from day one I'm not sure what I would have picked but I genuinely do believe there's so many special things about this game that people are some people are not going to be able to experience because the difficulty is just too difficult for some people to overcome. And I know I just said, like, you can grind and find certain things to make bosses easier, but I don't think that should be a requirement for somebody who maybe has less uh, motor function or even people who have substantially less time. I think if people, like, if somebody only has one hour every few days to play games and they want to play this game, they can't, you know, it would be way too difficult to play it that way. But if it was an easy mode where you could kind of just focus on the story, focus on the main bosses, enjoy that part, that would be, I think that would be really good. I think that's something that they should look into. And I don't think it would lessen the experience for people who chose to play on the standard difficulty. So what is your, I guess that's my take on the, the easy mode debate. I just accidentally dropped it. Do you have a take on that debate? Um, yeah, I guess I would agree with you. I don't necessarily think the game needs one. I guess my thinking is it's hard to speak from my own perspective because I feel like I, I don't know what it's like to not have options. Yeah. So it's hard for me to make a constructive and clear argument. Um, I don't have like a full robust understanding of that, but I do, I, I do think that it, see, it's really hard because this is probably <laughs> the first souls game that there's a lot of options to make it a lot easier for yourself. 
Yeah, it is the most accessible one so far. But it's still very, very difficult. And something that you said I hadn't really considered is the time thing. Like, you're right. People don't have a lot of time these days. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of time. I, I'm only like eight hours into the game. And it's been out for two weeks now. But I guess my thinking is... For more, I would lo- I would love for more people to be able to enjoy this game. Yeah. And if that meant an easy mode, then so be it. I think it's fundamentally against what the creators of these games want and desire for their games, um, which is uh, unfortunate, but they're the ones who are making it, so it's kind of hard to dictate what their creative vision should be. Yeah. I think it's it's like accessibility options I think are the thing for me you know it's like the I don't know like I almost wish there was some form of easy mode equivalent to like subtitles for films you know yeah if that makes sense like nothing that changes the game inherently like you're still playing the same game functionally but something to make it more accessible to more people yeah I mean it's probably not going to happen this is simply that's the thing about these debates. Every time a Souls game comes out, it feels like the most pointless version of the debate because, you know, Miyazaki says, no, this is a hard game and I'm going to keep it difficult. And it seems like that is definitely going to remain the case. So, yeah, in a sense, it's like, well, what are we even spending time talking about it if it's not going to happen? Right. But I think for the the gate, the greater gaming space. Not for the gayer gaming space. That's very different. For the greater <laughs> gaming space, it is important. Even if it doesn't affect this game directly because it's not going to change. I think it is something that we should all consider, you know? I agree. And also, if it was a toggle to turn it from easy to hard or easy to normal or whatever, I would have changed it to easy for that stupid boss and then I'd be complaining about it less. <laughs> And I like that's the I think that's the key thing. Like I almost wanted to wait till I finished the game to say my opinion because it's very common for people to get mad at you and say, "Well, you're just playing it wrong." And I'm like, "I beat the game, well, almost. I I am about to finish this entire game and I played it exactly fair and square. I didn't use any like I didn't ever Google how to like cheese any bosses. I just finished it how the game intended and I had a great time and I love the mechanics. But I do think a, an option to make that more accessible and for more fun for some people would not be a bad thing. Yeah. And that wouldn't take away from the people who love the difficulty can just keep it difficult. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Is, nobody's taking that away from them. Right. Well, that's that's been uh, that's been Elden Ring. Smelden Ring. Smelden Ring. A big new game. I played too much of it. <laughs> I I also have to say I love everybody. I love all the characters. I like the pot whose name I cannot remember right now. I don't because know. he kept telling me to wallop his backside. There... And I said, I can do that for you. <laughs> and then I did that. And I also like D, who has a real name, but he has not told me yet. Mm, he will. I have I'm feelings sure he, for him. I'm sure he'll trust you soon. Oh. I don't know. I'm not telling you as a spoiler. I'm just saying I believe in you. Oh, thank you. I like Blade. Um, 
I'm not a furry. <laughs> Can you edit that out? <laughs> no, let's stay in. in. I like Blade. I like that he is sort of an homage to um, Guts from Berserk. I also like that he has a tail underneath his cape. You're Have really you met not... him? Uh, no, so I know who that is, but I can't say why. Okay. Yeah, you know, nothing ever ends well in these games, but... No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think I encountered him in a different set, in a different way than you did. Oh. Oh, oh, oh I see. Um, but I yeah. That doesn't make sense, but it will later. Anyway. Those are my final thoughts. Final? Are you done Well, not playing? my final, but those are my thoughts for right now. I anticipate that we will be discussing this game for a long time. Yeah, probably. I feel like this will be your addiction for like months. <laughs> <laughs> or every week you'll be like, here's my updated Elden Ring thoughts. Still I've never good. been addicted to a game and I've never replayed a game and I've never only talked about a game ever in my life. Yeah, please don't listen to the first four episodes of this podcast. <laughs> they are not about Mass Effect at all. No. Oh. They are. Also, don't listen to the four, first four episodes of this podcast if you're new because they're bad. <laughs> we had like bad equipment and we didn't know what we were doing yet. I feel like if you are starting this podcast here or near here, get back to like episode 15 and then be like, okay. I'll, st I'll just stop there. So that's been another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I feel like I'm Andrew. <laughs> it just felt so much like the opening that I felt like <laughs> I was supposed to do the opening. I, f I feel like I'm Kelly. Are you? Mm, yes. Thanks, everybody. I'm Peter. I'm Brian. And this has been Game Talking. With Brian and Peter. <laughs> not family guy what not because there are ca two characters in family guy named brian and peter oh okay i just didn't pick up i was like yeah i just said game talking not family guy can you not hear no i can't actually anyway we'll be back again a little later than usual this is coming out on a friday and the following episode will be next tuesday taking a, a little over a week off I don't know what to say. A few days, a few extra days. We'll be yeah. back with some Mario Kart DLC opinions. Woo. And hopefully a lot of good news. Hopefully PlayStation doesn't do another state of play because I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.